The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together, they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota, and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. And we are back talking real estate, welcoming your uh, text and your phone calls related to real estate. Chris and Andy, good to see you again. It was, uh, well, it was a hot one yesterday. It's going to be a hot one today, too, not quite as warm. Now, how much does this affect big time all your open houses, things like that? Well, it definitely affects it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think uh, the 4th of July uh, and the festivities kind of going around it are usually a bigger deterrent. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. because people are out of town and they're just kind of in that mode. So we typically get a slowdown. You know, mm-hmm. around here, this past week leading up to it has been pretty good. But yeah. um, I think we're going to I think we'll slow down this week and kind of into next week. Well, even traditionally, Chris, isn't it? I, I'd say even historically, it's a lot of the whole month of July and going back into August, even summer vacations, people having their their uh, trip up to the lake. And, and hence the topic we're going to talk about today is, is Lakeshore and yeah. And ways to enjoy that lake from a lot of different perspectives. You know, when you're saying that, I also look at this year's been pretty unusual too because mm-hmm. we didn't really have a spring. So who knows? It might be it might be different, but typically and historically, uh, that is the thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think uh, you know people are thinking about going up to the cabin and hanging out at the lake all the time. And uh, we brought in Thane Tandy with Naughty Or Marina in Prior Lake. He's always. Uh, my go-to guy when uh, selling houses out there, I just send them to him, and they, he teaches them everything. Actually, today, <laughs> uh, beforehand, I just learned a little something what about that. that. Well, they, uh, you guys also own a, uh, an island, Reeds Island, and is it on what is it? July twenty-first, rocking yes. on Reeds. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Chris and Andy, for having me. But yes, we, uh, yeah, our marina, we own a uh, an island, Reeds Island. It's about two acres, and every year we try to give back to our community by having a fun little. Uh, get together and we call it rocking on reeds and uh, yeah this year it'll be july 21st and if by chance there's bad weather we'll move it to july 22nd mm. yeah which is which is fun but on <clears throat> from that you're talking about uh you know obviously the lakes change and different mm-hmm. things that happen on there and but the there was an old a-frame that was on there that was actually moved to another island area yeah yeah i guess uh I'm trying to get some photos and some footage of it but yeah towards the late 60s or so there was a older gentleman that pretty much lived on it with a mule and a buggy and and when he passed uh, they kind of had to take out that road it wasn't real safe and they lifted up that a-frame and they slid it across the lake and moved it over to another island which is now uh um the Prior lake yacht club mm. so unfortunately there's not a cabin out there but there's a little foundation yeah kind of neat and i think you know our, our kind of our play today was um you know not everyone can afford to be on the lake and enjoy the lake shore and the lifestyle mm-hmm. of that but this is kind of an option of uh being able to kind of take advantage of a marina. Right. And uh, so I think... Well, and think about it this way too, Chris. I know a lot of times when you think just from the lakeshore ownership perspective, 
um, we think of, you know, we don't want to, you know, spend that much money. Let's say it's a million dollars to be on the lake versus you can be off the lake for 300,000. But I look at it a different way too, is if you enjoy the lake three times a year, but you want to be around that environment, but you don't necessarily need to pay the taxes and have all the upkeep of Lakeshore being off the lake. Think about this for a second. You buy your $300,000 house and maybe you have more square footage. You have the amenities, the things that are important to you. And you're, maybe you want to have a, a five-stall garage on your house or whatever, or a pool or whatever. And then the three, four times a year you want to go down and do the boating thing, being available to you is, is probably the key thing, right? And uh, then you have the best of both worlds. You get the big, beautiful house, and then you have the access to the lake, and it's easy and it's convenient, I think is probably the key. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, taking advantage of, uh, of a marina, mm-hmm. um, let's just talk about that a little. Uh, you know, what, what can you actually do? So if I, if I have a boat and I want to be able to keep it there, I mean, thing, there's kind of a, I, I guess from a minimum to a full service kind of thing, what, what can they get? Uh, we provide a full service uh, and amenities for any of our customers. <clears throat> uh, we um, we're also a Crest Pontoon dealer, so and we're also a Mercury a certified Mercury uh, uh, outboard dealer. Mm. So we do full service on all makes and models. And for our slip customers, they can kind of come and go as they please, use their bow as little or as as much as they want. And uh, from there, um, there's places to hang out with their friends and grill out and just kind of use it as a, somewhat of a little yacht club for themselves. Yeah, which is it's kind of cool. But you know, so if I wanted to dock my boat there, I mean. Just kind of in general from marinas, obviously this one's on Prior Lake, but in general, what's it going to cost for someone to dock their boat at a marina for a summer? Yeah, it all kind of depends. Um, our average price is about 3500 a season, which goes from from April till October. Um, we, <clears throat> we also provide uh, dry dock service as well for some customers where they can, you know, call us a couple hours in advance and we'll pull their boat out onto the lake and they can walk right on their boat and then go back. You know, Chris, it was interesting. We were talking yeah. about before the show, The I was I was just, uh, Danny, down in, in Florida. And so we were near the coast and we were talking about what they call dry stack storage, where they have these big barns and these guys come with the forklifts and grab the boats and set them in the water. And we were talking about the stats that in Florida, it's one out of 10 people actually have a trailer. You know, it's the nine out of 10 that don't. And in Minnesota, it's the opposite. So these guys were, they outsmarted the system and actually came up with where they're taking advantage of nine out of 10 people have trailers and these guys have a system of where they store the boats in a you know a dry environment and and out of the sun and out of the all the weather and then they bring them out as you request on your trailer which I, like I thought that. was it, no kidding well you know I that think, was a cool idea yeah I think but the other thing is too is I, when you go buy a dock I mean you're pretty or, or rent a dock you know which a lot of people do and they want to stay on the same lake the whole time but let's just say you want to go to another lake I mean you have the option of being able mm-hmm. to I mean simply do that from that dry stock. Yeah, the dry stack or dry. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. <dry. laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, for the most part, we just utilize it on Prior Lake, but uh, we can accommodate if they would like to take their boat over to the same Minnetonka or to another lake. We can definitely do that. They don't have the means, or we'll pull that boat out and let them hook up and take it as they wish. Sweet. Well, I think the other thing too is, I mean, uh, another piece is just like or Andy. Mm-hmm. That's your name, right, Andy? Andy was saying, yeah. not Denny. It says it but, right on my shirt, Chris. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but Andy was saying, you know, that, hey, we can get a house off the mm-hmm. lake, you know, get some storage because that that's the big thing on the lake that uh, people don't get is storage. And that's where mm-hmm. houses become more expensive when you have like bigger garages or additional garages um, for storage. But if you can get off there and then you could just kind of rent as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I remember when we moved to Minnetonka what, five years ago, 
we we knew nothing, no one, and uh, we had to have something to do. So we joined one of those boat clubs, and it cost me, gosh, probably I mean three four grand to be able to do it. And then I had to, you know, uh, pick a certain time in which to do it. They had different boats for me, but mm-hmm. I maybe used it five times total. But you, there's another alternative to just renting a boat as well. Um, well, as far as uh, with us in our rentals. We are now that we're a Crest Pontoon dealer. We have brand new Crest Pontoons, um, so the customer has the luxury of stepping on a brand new boat. It's clean as can be, and uh, they don't have to pay for all of the the wear and tear, the depreciation, the maintenance, the winterization, storage, and all of that. And they can walk right on and and take that boat out and have a great time with their family. And walk off, throw us the keys, and they're done. Um, the uh, the the good thing about our just average rentals day by day is usually within a couple of days' notice we'll have something available. Um, whereas some of the other concepts, they might have to book out a month or two in advance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, so a rental for a pontoon, if I wanted to take it out for what, three, four hours, what's that going to cost somebody? Yeah. Anywhere from probably a couple hundred dollars on, depending upon if it's a holiday or not, it might inc- increase the prices, but yeah, anywhere two to $300, you can get a, a good half day to a full day experience. What a fun way to look for Lakeshore though, Chris, you, uh, rent the pontoon, take your clients out, float around and there you go. Pretend I, you're working. I certainly do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, I, I just, I'm, I'm thinking back now when I had that, when I went out on that boat five times for 3,500 bucks, um, that was $700 a time, you know, really to kind of go out and be able to have that. But you know, in defense of that system, what I do like about it though, is that it forces you to spend time on the boat with the family. It makes you plan ahead a little bit. Because you want to get your value out of it as well, so you're going to make sure to use it. And it, it, it's kind of like the, you know, the guys that sell the timeshares. They say, well, if you have this, you're going to come every year. You don't know how long you're going to live. You don't know whatever. So I think a lot of times we always say, oh, we'll do it next week. We'll do it next month. We'll do it next summer. And, and, and a lot of times we kick the can, and, and we only go down the lake once a year. But I think the other good thing is, is like someone like me that's not very mechanically inclined mm-hmm. that can do that when you when you step into there and hey, it's done, it's all gassed up, ready mm-hmm. to go. And then you just pull it back in, hopefully not take out a dock when you did it, and then uh, right. throw the keys back, <laughs> which is kind of nice. Well, when well, you talk you- about the amortization of of use of these boats, we've actually lost uh, a few customers to the rental program. Mm-hmm. You know, if, uh, if a slip is thirty five hundred, and with winterizing storage and maintenance and depreciation insurance, you're Probably looking at a good five, six thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and then the family started looking at uh, how many uses they had maybe four, five, six uses and thinking, geez, this is a thousand dollars each time. Whereas, mm-hmm. uh, they can get probably two, three, four uses out of that one thousand each time, so they can get probably four right. times use by renting a brand new boat. Yeah. But I suppose, though, the people that have the, the boats and the slips have fancier or nicer, maybe they have a different level of luxury than the average, you know, boat user or something like that, or they have a ski boat or they have a what you know, specific needs, I guess, maybe. All right, we're going to take a break and, again, invite our listeners to join in. If you have a real, a real estate type of question, the one we're talking about today, 651-989-9226 or text us at 81807. Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show here on CCO Radio. Chris and Andy and guests. And, uh, well, guys, the texts are coming in. Yes, if you have, uh, yeah, send us a text, 81807. That's easier than calling, 81807. All right, let's do some of these texts. It says, do realtors go around and take pictures of houses? I just mm-hmm. had someone park in front of my house, took a picture, and left. That was about an hour ago. Wonder if they're seeing if I'd be interested in selling. I'll tell you what, sometimes you'll, you'll get um, some appraisers that'll do that. There's mm-hmm. drive-by appraisals that, where they just got to make sure that it's still standing um, and that the house looks good and just yeah. take a picture and just kind of go past, on past data. 
But uh, I don't yeah, know. there's there's a couple the appraisals. Um, there's bankers that if there's, I mean, and not I'm not implying this person's behind on their payments, but sometimes when people get behind on their house payments too, that's the first thing the bank will do is send out a uh, a real estate agent to take a picture of the house to verify there's occupancy. They might even knock on the door too. Some of those things will happen in that situation as well. But generally, it's appraisals or the house down the street just sold and you've recently sold. And they're driving by to take a uh, a picture of your home comp, yeah. as a comp. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you what. I'm a realtor, and I take pictures of houses all the time because I like getting ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, and I see something, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that would be cool. And then I snap a photo of it. So new con- I'd say new construction, too. If you've recently just done the front of your home, um, people with storm damage a lot of times will drive around and take pictures of houses based on the advice of their contractor to say, hey, take a picture. If you see a house you really like the combination of, Take a picture and we can color match things too. So maybe that's what they were doing. Got some good text on a pontoon rental, and this is this is a great idea. I, hopefully, my wife sent this in. What a great idea for a Christmas gift for my <laughs> husband: summer boat rental. That's true. And then another text says, "Where does he rent the pontoon boats?" Go yes, ahead, yes, absolutely, great question. Yeah, we rent them right out of the Naughty or Marina, and all you really need to do is go on naughtyormarina.com, K-N-O-T-T-Y-O-A-R Marina.com, and uh, you can book your rentals right there, and it's real time. Um, shows our inventory and and everything is set right there. And I tell you what, if anybody mentions uh, the radio show uh, with Andy and Chris and myself, um, give you ten percent off on it just to see uh, oh, cool. and, and to wow. thank you for it. Thank you yeah. for that. That's nice. That's awesome. That's so awesome. just for for the guys like me that don't know where Prior Lake is, um, what? I'm just kidding. How <laughs> far the south? Epicenter. How far south of the Twin Cities, or how how from downtown Minneapolis? What's the commute time out to uh, the lake? I mean, I mean, from downtown Minneapolis, from door to shore, thirty-five to forty minutes. Okay, uh, it's south. It's just right over the Minnesota River Bridge. Um, okay, and I would, uh, you know, you've heard of Mystic Lake. You've been out there, haven't you, Andy? Yeah, they a little. Me out. Yeah, so it's it's right next door and kind of in Burnsville. Uh, good area. Uh, it's okay. one of the. It's it's a recreational lake. You know, um, and so I basically, it's important. real close to the city. It's no big deal. Not a big. You don't have to no, exactly. plan ahead to drive. That's for, good. For, all right, another text. Speaking of water, what drives prices up for houses near water? I've never mm-hmm. seen an affordable house on a lake or a river. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it depends what you think affordable is. But, yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. Okay. What, what does drive up houses? Um, I guess houses by the lake. I mean, there's a lot of houses by the lake that also have lake access. But, you know, okay. So there's, an, there's another option to be able to get onto the water, um, lake access. And typically mm-hmm. off the water just yep. a little. Um, and no one's really on the water, but mm-hmm. you have a, a a dock or you know some land down there to be able to put it on. Well, yeah, like up in uh, Alexandria now, they're doing a lot of the um, where they'll develop a big piece of land. For example, the the few farms that are left on lakes up there, and they'll get your fifteen houses, and they'll have one dock with one beach, so that they can leave the natural shoreline alone. You're seeing a lot of that now being um, an option for people. Um, I think that would help you also with your taxes, being that you're not directly on the lake, but you're looking at the lake may help you there. Um, back in the old days, you used to do a lot of deeded access where you'd have where there's 15, you know, maybe 10 houses on the lake. And then there's 30 houses behind that have, you know, deeded access through the one lot. And, you know, deeded access is limited um, sometimes with the you read the verbiage before you buy that property. But it may be to cross over to get access to the lake. So you keep your your boat over at the marina, and then you come over, pick up your family off of your property, and you come and go from there, that's access. If it's a shared dock or shared amenities, that's a little different. I think that's more valuable. Wouldn't you agree, Chris? You can actually have your own dock out there and have your own boat in the water all the time. Make sure that you, when you hire your real estate um, agent to take a look at that information for you to understand exactly what you're purchasing because 
I think it is important to know that up front, obviously. Yeah, I think, too, uh, when you talk about affordable houses uh, off rivers or lakes, is that there's a lot of um, – there are old um, cabin areas. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's, if we're talking about Prior Lake, we can talk about Prior Lake, that there's – there's houses that are just right across the street from the lake that are very affordable mm-hmm. uh, and little. Now now people are starting to kind of take them and tear them down and kind of rebuild them because they want to be close to the lake. But, yep. uh, you know, but th- there's another thing. I mean, even yep. if you're a couple blocks away yeah. from the water, I mean, we were just talking about it, to be sure. able to go down and um, say maybe ride your bike down there, mm-hmm. you know, down to the marina, get on the boat and – and go. Well, we have a neighbor up at the at the cabin in Alexandria, and the, the guy does not have deeded access. He has no access to the lake. He's behind the cabins that are on the lake, and he's got his trailer and his boat hooked up every day, and he goes to a different lake. He's got so many lakes within just minutes of him. He loves it, and he's like, you know, the walleyes are hitting over here. The crappies are hitting over here, and he's moving from lake to lake and truly taking advantage of the best seasons of every lake, which is you know, um, but now you're at the public access. You're dealing with the limited amount of people to get on the lake, so you know, you, you may have to be a little more selective when you go out there, but... Well, um, and another big thing about lake living is actually seeing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I never really care about going on it, you know. I'll go on it because I'm not there because that's the only way I can get on it, but I love to look at it mm-hmm. and, you know, be able to feel it. And that, I think that that's a lifestyle as well. Sure. But I'm curious, now that you're talking about that, um, Thane, uh, Thane Tandy with Nadia or Marina and Prior Lake, um, how about the demographics of people that are actually renting those slips? How far away are they coming? I mean, is it like they used to be on the lake and then now they moved off and they put their boats over there? Or is it, you know, people that are close by or are they further out? What is that demographic? It's it's unbelievable. We'll have, uh, we have some customers that just live two, three blocks away. We have some that uh, spent many years on Minnetonka but just kind of wanted to downsize. Uh, Prior Lake is perfect for pontooning and wakeboarding, wake surfing. That's the big thing now. Um, we have people that uh, were customers or, or on marinas down on the river and just kind of it's it's just a great community it's it's sized down to fit anybody's need and uh and uh, it's it's from all aboard from north minneapolis to almost the river we have them coming from any any in every direction yeah, which is interesting so i know we got a break yep we'll break we have another half hour of the show to go if you have a real estate question 651-989-9226 or text 81807 Hey, good morning. Welcome back to The Real Estate Show. If you have a question, 651-989-9226 or text us at 81807. Here again, Chris and Andy. Yeah, we're going to kind of talk a little more about uh, what drives prices up on on the lake Mm. when you're on the lake because there are certain things that uh, are, you know, as desirable. Uh, One is the the terrain, uh, a big Big one. I mean, if you're up on a, if you're on a cliff versus on a flat lot Mm -hmm. versus on a flood, floodplain lot. Yep. um, There's a, a big difference what, in what, where the what, prices are. Go back and explain that a little better. I mean, what what sells better? What's more desirable? And then you know, gradual sloping to the lake, so you have some flat yard, and mm-hmm. that it's kind of like you know, because a lot of people don't have bathrooms down at the water. I mean, right. to be able to go back into the to house without having a heart attack right. is is kind of a nice thing. And typically, yep. it's a uh, if it's a wider lot too, you can mm-hmm. get a Rambler, and you typically get uh, maybe a little more experienced buyer or a yep. buyer that has more money that's willing to spend that kind of money on that. Yeah, I so. can see that. You know, I mean, like even where we're, um, I'm experienced, obviously keep referencing Alexandria, but they have some of our around Lake Ida where they have some of the lakeshore that literally has a four foot from, you know, the bottom step of your deck down to the water and it's flat and it's sandy and it's beautiful lakeshore and everybody wants it. And then you go across the lake and they have where there's some of these cabins are up 40, 50 feet up in, in the air, you know, basically, about, but they have beautiful views, right? So 
you know, and I had an uncle that used to have a cabin up there on Carlos, and he loved being up higher because I don't want to listen to all the people on their boats and telling their story. He goes, I just want the nice view and the, read a book on the top of the hill. And then he had a chair, you know, like the elevator, as they call them, that would go down to the actual the, or track system or whatever you want to call it, down to the lake. Tram. Yep. yep. And then, but what's cool is that then when you get into that kind of like Shore Crystal too, now you start looking at, is there a flat spot down by the lake? Because a lot of those high terrains, they come down and if there's a place where you can have a little campfire and a little fire pit, those are almost as desirable as the flat, you know, in, yeah. in so many ways. Well, I think people also um, try to market it um, the wrong way on, mm-hmm. on the houses that sit way up high. I mean, there's a lot of people that want the fantastic views, you know. Yes. And so now you get the fantastic views. You add in a tram and you get down there, yep. you know, and you can go up and down. I mean, now it becomes a positive. But I think a lot of people try to get away from that and try mm-hmm. to – because that's typically a negative – and so they get away from it when there's other people that are totally looking. Well, and those tram systems, I've, I've heard they get up to the twenty to thirty thousand in some cases nowadays, just for the, all the safety mechanisms that are put into them. Is that so? You guys are more into the lakeshore, obviously, than than I am. I'm more of a consumer. You guys are working with a lot more buyers and sellers in that arena. What what are you? What do you see for costs of items like that? Or like, let's say I buy a lot and I want to mm-hmm. build a beautiful house. I can tell you how to build the house. How much the house per square foot will cost you? But that lakeshore improvement, the the retaining walls, as we were talking about on the break, or maybe you need, you know, a new dock system, new lift system. I mean, what kind of an yeah, – give I, me a, a full picture here. What do we I, talk about? I think you got one of the better guys to be able to answer that thing. I mean <laughs> – Well, it all kind of depends, you know, uh, how big and fancy and elaborate you want to go or if uh, you just kind of want to get by. But, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the average for our, our market area is, you know, you get into a nice dock system, you got to take it in and out. Probably looking inwards around fifteen, maybe twenty thousand, just to get into the dock. And then, if you want to keep your boat out of the water and get a nice lift with a canopy and a motor on it, anywhere from you know, a good ten to fifteen thousand as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, you got thirty into it right there. But another big thing is, and Andy, you're talking is like erosion control. Yeah, you know, and landscaping and keeping and keeping your land. But I mean, that that can get real interesting. And even when they're able to do it and get the machines in there to be able to do it, then mm-hmm. I mean, we. You know, see that all the time out on prior. Yeah, especially uh, back when we had that flood about four years ago today. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, the flood of the century, and a lot of our uh, lakeshore homeowners lost a lot of their shoreline. Mm-hmm. And it's very expensive. And the logistics of getting the equipment down to that shoreline, getting, uh, you know, maybe if they want to try to do that work over the winter, can the ice mm-hmm. hold the equipment, hold the uh, the um, materials to fix that shoreline? And that can that can be really expensive. So. You know, do you bite the bullet and spend the money up front and, and let it hold its value, or do you want to keep on potentially every five, ten years having to maintain it? You remember, Chris, a couple of years ago we had uh, the gentleman Steve, uh, I forget his last name, from up in Cross Lake that talked about he would drive his dump truck full of boulders across the ice. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh my God, that is like a like a TV show in the making. It's like literally ice road truckers. I mean, <laughs> and he goes... Yeah, we run it as long as, you know, he goes, the cracks don't mind me as much as the water on top of the ice. And I'm going, and you're still driving a dump truck across there. But these guys, they have limited windows of time to get that heavier duty product out there. And you, if you can't crane it from the top, you got to come in either on a barge, which a lot of these bigger lakes will have. You know, they'll have like some kind of a floatable barge. You can put boulders on it, and then they have a crane that'll set them in cherry picker that'll set them. Otherwise, they have to drive it and dump it. And it's just insane to me crazy yeah no it's crazy that is true uh, other things you know talking about driving prices up again is the location on the lake mm-hmm. you know i mean sometimes you know uh there's there's still something about being able to, that most people on the lake still have a job and have to get out and work and if you're kind of tied around kind of the whole other side of the lake you obviously have to get around that whole lake to be able to even 
kind of start your commute. So location on the lake is a big thing. Well, look at like Lake Minnetonka. That you see that almost yeah. as soon as the economy turned a little bit a few years back when it was the way it was, we saw the west side of the lake plummet in value, and then the 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 east side of the lake where it was still where it's an easy twenty minute commute versus yeah. a forty minute commute was like still holding strong values. It was crazy to me. Yeah, and those values are that's back. The, well, but it's it's truth. I mean, mm-hmm. anything on the on the east side of Minnetonka is going to be more than what you're getting further out west because of the location. Mm-hmm. I think the other big thing is the size of the lot, mm-hmm. you know, because that's where that storage thing comes in. And uh, that's what a lot of people miss when they go to, I mean, it's even like with a townhome. They miss that storage opportunity and go on the lake, you know, obviously the bigger the lot, I mean, the more expensive it gets. So anything you can get that gets you extra storage, I think is a huge thing. And then finally, in my perspective, it's the style of the home. Mm-hmm. You know, and what kind of home. And uh, I think that where you can, uh, where someone can see them stay in there, themselves stay in there longer, is the more money you'll get. So if there's like a main floor bedroom, mm-hmm. I think that's just kind of an, an imperative thing uh, to be able to kind of get that higher value up. Absolutely. So, I think you're right. And I think that you also look at like just driving around the lakes and you look at the some of these lots that are 50 foot wide lots and you'll see this house goes up four stories out right on the lake you know and they look like a little mini skyscraper there and people are taking full advantage of getting on the lake having a, a you know less lake shore they want the house that they want and they're building it where they can which is usually up versus out or wide and um but anyway yeah it's an interesting i mean lots of different ways to enjoy the lake isn't there absolutely all right, I'll tell you what, let's take a break. We have more show to come. If you have a real estate type of question, 651-989-9226, line is open, or send a text, 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to The Real Estate Show here on 830-WCCO. Chris and Andy, we've got a few more minutes remaining this hour. What do you want to talk about? Andy, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Well, I'd like to talk about that discount that we just got offered for the uh, pontoon rentals down on Prior Lake. Oh, there you go. Hey, it's at Naughty or Marina. Uh, naughtyormarina.com. Yep. They can sign up for that. Or uh, you get a phone number, too. Yep. Our number down there is 952-447-4300. And you're going to give a 10% discount if they mention, mention uh, the, show. the real estate show? That's that's fantastic. Absolutely. Does that count for Chris and I, too? Uh, Chris is actually, it's going to be only 5% discount, but if they mention Andy, it will be <laughs> he, 10. You have to so, put more floats on the boat. Just because you're so hard on the boats, yeah, Chris. It's... <laughs> he's, he's seen me jump into those docks a few times. But hey, I was going to talk about... All the off the seats and... But that pontoon, I mean, yeah. why... I mean pontoons from the old days till now, I mean, it's a totally different thing. Yeah, I tell you what, pontoons, we, as, uh, when I was younger, I probably looked at a pontoon like we used to look at minivans. They just, yeah. they just weren't cool. Right. And uh, but I tell you what, now they, uh, what better than having a, a luxurious floating living room and then powering it up with a great big mercury. Yeah, no you know, doubt. So, so we're doing that with a lot of ours right now. And, and you have the, the luxury of uh, all your amenities and mm-hmm. even got, captain's cooled cup holders and they actually work real well and great sound system and then putting a big engine on it, you still can uh, wakeboard or right. or surf if you possibly surf but um tow behind it and you have the best of all worlds and pontoons nowadays are different i mean they probably start in the low 40s and go up to the low 100s for values and sale right is that you, you know what uh, we can put together something as low as twenty thousand and can build them as up to two hundred thousand dollars oh my god it's crazy, it's crazy. To, yeah, there's some on Lake Michigan that power them up with twin 400s, and they'll do 60, 70 miles an hour. You know, there's some racing teams up Can there. Can you imagine how fast we would be dead? <laughs> <laughs> Cruising across the lake with two 400s, Chris Rooney and I bouncing across the lake. Yeah. 
That's a bad picture. I don't want it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, get to mention Rocket on Reeds again. That's kind of just a a community event. Anyone can come. Just bring out your boat. Absolutely. The biggest thing is we ran into an issue before because it wasn't, uh, I guess, uh, advertised enough that the concert is on our island. The band is on the island and projects out to the lake. People tie up and with friends, but. I guess you really need a boat, or more more so better than that, you need a friend with a boat. That's probably a better mm-hmm. deal. But um, but yeah, we uh, we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, we're we're um, excited to have a band out of Mankato come back. IV Pay, IV Play, also known as Four Play, and uh, another band called Coyote Wild. And so that's oh. going to go on July twenty first from one to eight p.m. And uh, if we have bad weather, uh, hopefully Mother Nature will will be on our side. It'll be moved to the twenty second on that Sunday. And so for us oh, that yeah. don't know where that island is, uh, is it on the? You said there's a north and a south lake, or is it Lower Pryor? Yep. Lower Pryor, very okay. center of Lower Pryor. So everybody on Pryor probably knows where it is, but the guys that are coming in to rent your pontoon that day to do it probably like me wouldn't know. Yep, yep. Yeah. it's masked out. Yep, it's Reed's Island, so hence the rocking on Reed's. Is there information on your website about that as well? Yep, absolutely. Awesome. We're going to be putting some more plugs in there this next week, uh, but the date is on there, and and uh, there's a map of the lake and, as well. And it's absolutely a gift to the community. Absolutely. For- we don't ask for anything, and I get asked that question, how do you make any money on it? And, you know, people can spend a lot of money on putting ads in the paper and, and whatnot, but, you know, we really want to give back to our customers and, and show our appreciation for them keeping us afloat, no pun intended. It's nice. a good way for people to see Prior yeah. Lake as well. Come out for a day of entertainment. Um, my home needs complete gut job on the main bath and some others totaling around $40,000. The home estimated value per the city was two hundred and thirty for this tax year. Is it worth it to fix it or should I just sell to investors? Mm. That's, a, that's a great question. It's a get fantastic that question. question. Yeah. Um, there. It just depends. I mean, what the, what the city says or the county says that your market value, your yep. assessed value is, is not really indicative of what the value is. I mm-hmm. would have an agent come out and say, "Hey, if you were to do this and this, would you?" Um, what are you doing? They're taking a picture of you while <laughs> you're taking talking. a picture while I'm talking. This is a, this is weird. <clears throat> um, but anyways, uh, I I would have a realtor come out and be able to look at that and say, "Hey, if you put this much money yep. into it, this is what you'll end up getting." Yeah, no, and I think that that's a good idea. I kind of have a rule of thumb depending on the communities that we're in and, and where we are. Like a house in that price range, I'd probably keep my bathroom budgets to about a $5,000 remodel on a regular bathroom and maybe ten to fifteen on a master. If you're adding like a, a soaker tub or a walk-in shower or something really cool that can actually increase the value of the house because bathrooms are very important. I think that a lot of people really do see value, and you and I, Chris, talk about this all the time. Sprucing up the kitchen, getting some fresh countertops in there, painting the cabinets if you have to, backsplash, some, uh, you know, fresh appliances so that the customer walks in and says, instant, here's the keys, enjoy this awesome house. You don't have to do a darn thing. There's people that will pay more for that house, for that luxury. Um, Yeah. And I think some people look at a bathroom and say, oh, it's a gut job. When when in essence, I had one that had all blue, um, like wainscot tile, Mm -hmm. a blue floor, a blue toilet that was off the ground, and then mm-hmm. a blue shower. And all we did was we took out the vanity, replaced the vanity, put tile, white tile on the floor, and mm-hmm. left all the other blue stuff. Yeah. And it was fantastic. It was kind of a retro bathroom. Really, uh, Was it really, one of the really Orrin cool Thompson Ramblers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was yeah. uh, it, in uh, St. Louis Park, and it fit in with that. So yeah. I think sometimes people think, oh, my gosh, i got to rip out everything. We yeah. really don't have to. No, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. That's why I say put a budget on it and then go into the – in tile stores, the uh, the countertop spots, and ask those people like, what is the best value to get this bathroom renovated for five grand? 
put a number on it. Don't go in there, open checkbook and say, do what you can. Cause of course it's going to be $40,000. You have to go in there and say, give me the most value for five grand and make this thing look brand new. Can you handle my project or not? Yeah. And about, most contractors will say, got it. I know what to do. Yeah. How about give them a perspective on selling it to an investor? Because well, an investor needs to make money, obviously. I'm an investor. You're an investor. We'll buy your properties. I mean, that that's the thing is that if you're going to sell at wholesale, which basically you got to remember that that means that there's the middle, they become the middleman. They're going to buy your property. They're going to want to fix it up and they're going to make money on it before they sell it retail. So all it means is that you're going to be taking a discount on, on the sale price of your house. And for the convenience of just saying, here's the keys. I mean, I've seen anywhere from 12 to 18%, you guys, below value on, on, on what it's worth in its current condition. So absolutely. So. All the well, I mean, and that's just the way it goes. I mean, you hear all these, you know, here we'll buy it, we'll pay cash, we'll do this. That's what you're seeing for those kind of discounts. Ask anybody that's had somebody out. Yeah, you know, we've been talking a lot about lifestyle and lake living, and kind of an options to be able to kind of still experience that lake without uh, maybe having the high expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. I mean, it truly is. Lakeshore living is is a lifestyle, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's it's a it's a great thing. And I don't want to discount it, but mm-hmm. there is. There's not a lot of people um, that can afford to be on the lake, and there's some really great options out there to take advantage of it. Well, you know, like Lisa and I, my wife, we were talking this morning sitting on the front porch getting, you know, talking about the show, talking about marinas, and we're saying, you know what, we're not on the lake at home, and it'd be nice to consolidate. You sell, you know, you get your cabin sold, and you have a nicer place in the cities where the second we're done working, you're on the pontoon or you're enjoying that lake, And but it comes down to a checklist. You know, like we up in Champlain have the beautiful river up there, and it's, you know, nine miles long, beautiful for skiing. It's awesome. Pontooning, it's wonderful. But it comes down to where she's like, I'm not a big fan of the river. I love it. I think it's great. You know what I mean? But it's like you have a checklist of things that you have the pros and you have the cons. And sometimes you're going to get seven or eight out of the 10 things you want before you find the right combination. Would you not agree? Yeah. You're not going to live on the river. Just saying. I know. (laughs) She already gave that look. Yeah. Lisa is here, but she won't be speaking. I wish life rhymed with husband because it's, what is it? Happy wife or whatever. Happy life and not happy husband. Happy wife. Yeah. Something like that. Something that has to rhyme better with husband than life. Yeah. Uh, Something like that. So uh, Thane Tandy with Nadior Marina has been here uh, with us. And, again, if you guys want a 10% discount, just mention our radio show. I uh, can do it online or give a call to 952-447-4300. Mm. How do they get a hold of you, Chris, if they wanted to buy a piece of Lakeshore on that beautiful lake you guys have been bragging about? Yeah. Well, you can go to chrisrooney.com, and that you can find me there. How about you, Mr. Prasky? Prasky.com. <laughs> Uh, you know, here's the thing, though, because what we're, I think both of us, just to be completely honest, we're going to do a little grab for business here. Oh. I need listings. Um, I have so many buyers right now in this marketplace. You know, if you're under that 650, we have buyers for acreage. I have buyers for Lakeshore. I have buyers for um, city houses. And we just, if you're thinking about selling, we can sometimes marry you together with that buyer and we can save you money because we don't have to do all the marketing. We don't have to do all the whatever. Just give us a call. We'll explain our programs to you. And uh, we'll line you up with one of our buyers. This might be kind of a good week or two to be able to get people out too, because yep. it usually slows down. Well, it gives so us a couple of weeks to prep their house, give them a what to do before you sell list, and then come August when we're ready to actually get on the market when the fall market kicks in, we're ready. And we're ready to leave here. But, uh, <laughs> you guys are going to be back next week, I hope, for uh, another edition of the Real Estate Show here on CCO. Thanks for joining us today.